Hello and welcome to The Gateway Presents. My name is Nathan Fung and I'm joined today by Adam Lahatch, our staff reporter. Um, for those who are unfamiliar, um, part of staff reporter's job is to cover student politics extensively. Um, Adam goes to every council meeting, um, regularly asks um, questions to the student union executives, um, all five of their officers, and as well as um, is quite knowledgeable on, on the ongoings of the students union, what they're up to, um, what their advocacy work has been. And today, um, since elections will be happening in the end of February um, for the Sins Union, um, we're going to look at the past year and re-examine uh, what the Students Union has done since their beginning of their term and everything that's happened since May. Um, so yeah, uh, why don't you start us off, Adam, with maybe what sort of like the first big thing that happened with the Students Union this yeah, term? Sure. Yeah, so the first news story uh, that we'll be talking about uh, began in April, where uh, the Su- David Suzuki um, controversy erupted. Uh, the University of Alberta decided to grant an honorary degree uh, to David Suzuki, um, recognizing all of his work in, um, in science and media. And a lot of people saw that as an attack against um, the pipeline culture here in the province mm. and that the University of Alberta was saying uh, that it was um, against um, oil development. And so uh, a lot of companies that donate to the University of Alberta regularly pulled out of their donations. And so the students union capitalized on this a little bit uh, where they uh, issued a statement saying that they would be accepting donations from any organizations who don't want to necessarily give their money to the University of Alberta so yeah, I think as far as we know, it was um, they've almost they mostly successfully uh, persuaded one company to do this, right? Yes. So uh, as far as we know, only Moody's Gartner Tax Law LLP uh, they donated forty thousand dollars to the students union, and the SU at the time was hopeful that other organizations would also do this, um, but like we said, it was only that one firm, and that money was allocated. Uh, towards scholarships supporting U of A students who are specifically studying uh, taxation law. And also, uh, the money went towards creating a support fund for any students who are attending the Bowman National Tax Moot, which is Canada's uh, only trial competition for taxation law. So basically, this firm uh, decided rather than giving $40,000 to the university, and letting the university decide what to do with that money, they gave it to the students' union so that that money could still make an impact in student life, um, but in a way that uh, the company dictated. Okay. And when was this again? So this happened in April, and it was all said and done and finalized in September. Uh, and that's when the students' union officially made announcement with uh, Moody's and Gartner uh, about where the scholarships will be going. Yeah. Uh, I guess the interesting thing about this is that um, we've we've seen um, student union president Reed Larson sort of talk about um, a sort of like uh, a, a giving network um, that was set up by the students union, and that this seemed to be part of that. Yeah. So one of his campaign goals was to mirror a little bit what the <coughs> alumni network is already doing at the University of Alberta, where. Um, the University of Alberta has this pool of already successful uh, people who are within their fields and are alumni from the university, and they pull on them to come to the Career Center to do talks, to 
uh, help students with resume building sessions and with job shadowing things. Um, but they also collect a large amount of uh, donations from these uh, individuals. So the Students' Union, uh, under Reed's initiative, was trying to expand the fundraising capability of the Students' Union from alumni. And that was a major campaign promise. So this was one way of doing that. And it'll be interesting to see if uh, Reed continues to do anything else in the last few months of his presidency with, uh, with this promise. Okay. I guess moving on, um, what else has happened major with um, our students' union? So uh, the next story that we're going to be talking about happened in October, um, and it has to do with a letter-writing campaign that the uh, Council of Al- Alberta University students started. So this is a organization of all of the students' union uh, vice president externals and uh, presidents from across the province of Alberta, and they... Uh, collectively undertake some advocacy initiatives, um, believing that uh, their strength comes from numbers. So if a group of students uh, involved in governance across all provincial uh, post-secondary institutions appears at the legislature, it will seem more, um, they'll be able to make more of an impact than if just, say, the University of Alberta's president was, a student's union president was there alone. Um, but basically, 1,500 letters were written by students from across five post-secondary institutions in Alberta. And these were then presented on the steps uh, just in front of the legislature to the Minister of Advanced Education himself, Marlon Schmidt. And uh, this was a pretty big moment for students' unions across the province because uh, in the end, what actually happened is these this pressure that was put on the provincial government actually led in the form of uh, Bill 19, uh, which is uh, a new bill uh, that is was passed um, in the legislature before it closed um, its uh, l- last seating, where uh, students were uh, granted uh, some more uh, protections uh, from uh, tuition increases um, and the provincial government said that the actual letters that were written by these students were taken into account uh, and considered in the development of Bill 19. Uh, if I remember right, the camp, the letter writing campaign sort of arose um, out of frustration that this legislation on tuition was not being released after years of promise. It was originally slated, I believe, for fall 2017, and it just sort of, the deadline sort of um, flew right by and, and passed. And then, so cause essentially sort of went like, where is this legislation, and hence the letter writing campaign, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then, th- as for the actual bill, there's a, um, a bunch of things, including uh, saying that for any new fee it, um, increases, they have to consult with the student union bodies of the respective universities, right? Yes, that's a big deal, because this gives the students' union a lot more say in the development of um, uh, mandatory non-instructional fees. Um, so this gives them a bigger oversight role that they didn't have previously. Um, it'll be interesting to see uh, how different governments uh, navigate through this bill. Okay. Yeah, especially with the election this year, right? For sure, yeah. yeah. Um, I guess uh, next up, like, we have the capital plan, right? Yes. So uh, the capital plan was, um, this has been in the works for a long time, but it was uh, pr- presented to council in December. Um, and basically, this is in response to the failed student events initiative, or SEI, 
uh, which failed to pass a majority vote during the 2018 SU elections. The SEI was trying to uh, collect funds so that the Meyer Horowitz Theater uh, in the Students' Union building uh, could be renovated, while also funding grants for student groups. Now, uh, this uh, originally went up for a uh, referendum during the 2018 Students' Union elections, and it actually failed. So the capital plan has come out of that, and Emma Ripka, the Vice President of Operations and Finance for the SU, has said that they've learned uh, from the mistakes of that campaign and are now, uh, with this capital plan, reorienting themselves to more of what students want. And so right now, deferred maintenance is a huge issue on campus. Um, the university has, um, some sources are saying that it's a billion dollars in deferred maintenance. And so um, the Students' Union is arguing that the priorities of the S of the university administration are the renovations of critical components of infrastructure. So like the electrical components, boilers, so that there's heating, um, plumbing, things like that. And so the university is not concerned about students' spaces. So like the furniture, um, if there's enough power outlets so that students can charge their laptops while they're studying, things like that. So now students' council has decided that it will be um, they will be creating a capital, uh, a fund which would basically allow student spaces that are non-academic in nature, so not classrooms, but more like study spaces like uh, lounges and things like that to be renovated through this. So this proposal has to go up during SU elections um, that are coming up at towards the end of February. Um, and so there's four versions of this capital plan, which the only difference between them is the uh, numerical increments of what students will be paying. So the first one is that students would be paying $8 per term starting in fall 19, $16 per term in fall 2020, and then $24 in fall 2021. Uh, so that's a significant amount of money. Version 2 is $10 per term starting in fall 2019, $20 per term in fall 2020, and then $30 per term thereafter. Um, and version 3 is that $12 would be paid by students starting in the 2019 fall term, $24 per term in fall 2020, and $36 per term in fall 2021. And the last version is that students would just be paying $30 a term starting in fall 2019. Now, all of these, the one uh, commonality between them is that these would be charged in perpetuity. So this is a, a fund that would be created, that would be funded by all students coming to the University of Alberta uh, forever if it were to pass the referendum. Yeah. Uh, so council, since council has toyed around with a bunch of options um, that will involve students pay, possibly paying up to $30 per semester, but they haven't they're just discussing it so far um yes. so the next steps include having to pass an actual referendum question right yes so that will have to come very soon um, because the deadline is fast approaching so council will have to agree on the exact wording of what the question will look like and which versions to include so right now as i mentioned there are four um, but on the actual referendum council might decide that students will only uh, see two or three, or all four. It, it really depends on what counselors and the exec will uh, come up with. Yeah, so that's something that we can expect later this year, possibly, or later in the, uh, this month or next month. Yeah, definitely, right before elections. Hmm. Okay. 
guess moving on. So the student union is hoping to move uh, with some kind of framework that will govern how student groups operate at the university, right? Yeah, so uh, this was presented back in December, uh, right before the break, uh, by uh, Vice President Student Life, Andre Bourgeois. And so the Students' Union has had a problem with how student groups have been overseen uh, at the university. Currently, a student group has to choose which, um, how they are going to be affiliated with the university. So whether they will be with the Dean of Students or the Students' Union. And so... Um, under the current model, all student groups are overseen um, by the Dean of Students, but the Students' Union wants to move away so that if a student group is affiliated with the Students' Union itself, the Students' Union would be able to exercise oversight. So um, they want to make sure that something like what happened at uh, Gear Week in the past where... Um, the group where the event was basically postponed by the university until a review was completed and there were um, a bunch of measures, punitive measures that the um, Engineering Student Society had to go through. Students, you want to make sure that that does not happen, but instead that they would have control of oversight and they want to make it easier for student groups to book events in spaces that the Students Union controls. So Dewey's or RAT or uh, the meeting rooms and sub. Currently, they have to fill out a bunch of forms. They have to get uh, approval from the um, Dean of Students and from uh, Student Group Services. Um, and it's a, Andre Bourgeois described it as a very cumbersome and lengthy process just to book an event. And so they want to make sure that any group uh, on campus that's affiliated with the Students Union can have the ability to host an event in an easy way. Yeah. Just to jump in here, this is an old proposal, right? We've seen, uh, we, I uh, have seen this before over the years. Um, the previous vice president student life, uh, Ilya Yushikov, did present um, this to council, but did not result in uh, any sort of framework being proposed just yet. Yeah. Um, but the same thing, we, we heard very similar things uh, this year than we heard, we've heard in past years, which is that um, the dean of students, their their framework for approving events is too rigorous, is too cumbersome, it, it causes too many, um, too much time for preparation for student groups, and Sort of what they're going for is that it's it's sort of stifling student life on campus. Exactly. And, and the, the one example that we hear from the Student Union uh, from the last two student, uh, vice president student lives is the example of Gear Week, um, which uh, involved uh, which uh, involved the previous um, dean of students, um, Robin Everall, and as well as a sex toy, I believe. Yes. So basically. Um, allegedly, what happened is that the uh, Engineering Student Society during Gear Week, uh, some students were dragging a sex doll through uh, engineering buildings, and some people complained that that was offensive. And so that led to uh, the Dean of Students stepping in and reevaluating Gear Week. Okay. So essentially, what they're proposing is that the Students Union will take some disciplinary control of student groups um, from the Dean of Students, right? Yes. Yeah, so basically, a, a committee would be struck, uh, which would be uh, its mission would be to oversee disciplinary matters. There would still be representatives from the office of the dean of students on there, but there would be more student representatives on there. And so they hope that that would balance out. OK, so we've seen proposal for framework. But we haven't seen the actual framework just yet. Yes. So it'll be interesting to see if this will actually be finished before Andre's term is completed. Okay. All right. Thanks so much.